So are you in turmoil? Confusion, misunderstanding. Everything is coming from somewhere. There's no reaction without an initial action. You just have to look at a billiard ball table, right? Somebody's got to hit with that snooker pole thing, right? I don't play billiards, so I don't know. But the action is the same. Nothing moves until it's affected by something else. Hey, everyone. <clears throat> so the one thing about trauma, if it's very severe, is that there's a cover-up, right? There's something you don't want to see. I call it in-law triage. You stick all the stuff under the bed before the in-laws come. Haven't had one of those for so long. I don't know what that looks like. But anyway, you get the gist, right? You put it away and you accumulate all the things that don't work in the environment you were traumatized in. It doesn't work to show feelings. It doesn't work <clears throat> to want something. It doesn't work, you know, to just expect someone to take care of you. Whatever your trauma or your situation is, if it's not working, you're not, accept you're not going to feel it or you're going to put it away or you're going to deny it. Now, you know, there are small things, of course, that we all just, you know, somebody wasn't there for a particular thing that we can put away. But when it comes to the big things, like the real pain and the real hurt, you know, when they, when the feelings around them start to surface, that's when a lot of turmoil shows up. And... That's when the turmoil truly rears its ugly head. So if you are alone, that's one thing. If you have siblings, and depending on the role that you played in that family, if you are carrying the secret, if you are <coughs> the Holy Grail, in other words, if you're carrying the trauma and if you're keeping it from everybody else because there's no one on that landscape who can possibly handle it, and nor can you, by the way, but you've just made it go away, numbed it out, comatose it out. I certainly numbed it all out. Then when you start dissolving and waking up, everybody's going to be in turmoil. Because what happens is, <clears throat> if you're carrying the trauma, you're carrying the trigger, you're carrying the dynamite that's being hidden. So in my case, and your case, I'm just talking about my case, it could be anybody's case. My case was I was sent out to be sexually abused. So I was carrying the trigger, the terror, the refusal, and the abandonment of myself in favor of keeping this a secret. That's basically. So if you look at your codes or you look at how your trauma happened, whatever it is, however you responded, that response affects everyone else. So your response might have been to jump up and down and to scream and shout and to whatever. It, none of there's no judgment. It's just all, it's just we're looking at this kind of like a, a scientist in a, in a lab. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter about the judgment. Scrap all that, right? So whatever your response was, 
Yours might have been to get in their face. Mine was to numb out. Numb it, retain it, keep it, refuse it, but carry it. And the carrying it and the burden of carrying some horrific trauma is basically the suffocation of you. So you're making a contract. My contract was, I have to keep this secret or I'm going to die. You know, he's going to beat the shit out of me or some horrible thing is going to happen. And, you know, there was a threat, right? So my life, forget that. You know, forget whatever the potential blossoming of your being is. That's, That's just wiped out. Now that's gone. Now you have to accept. It's almost like you have, they stick this huge Amazon package inside your consciousness that's carrying, you know, uh, bowling balls in it and you're carrying it in your subconscious but that thing is blocking you that's why I said you have to get to the end of it because you are beyond it you live beyond it now here's the issue <clears throat> if you've played a role in a family because everyone plays a role and suddenly you stop playing that role, well, then suddenly the jigsaw begins to collapse, right? So in my instance, I was the one that, you know, was a let's go, you know, like the the cheerleader of the universe person, right? I just refused all the pain. I was like, right, let's just go, let's go, let's just go, let's go, let's make this happen, right? And I was the one that basically took took care of both of them, right? So I'm not doing that anymore, right? I've decided that's not going to work for my healing right now. I need to not go anywhere near all of that so I can get all this healing out. I can see everything and surface everything. But what does that do? Well, if you take your little mechanism out of the machine that's been built in its entirety in a family, well, everybody else's little piece is going to start breaking apart. In other words, the whole spectrum of how you were built, of the cake, not just yourself as the ingredient in the cake, but the whole cake then begins to break up. And there's going to be turmoil. Turmoil. And I see it now with my siblings, like, well, aren't you supposed to take care of her? Isn't it your role? And all this stuff, like, all of a sudden, everybody's showing themselves as they truly are. Why? Because I'm no longer playing the role that they expected me to play. And therefore, now they have to take responsibility. And that's a lot of turmoil. So another thing about when you decide you're going to leave the cult, let's put it that way, or you decide that you're no longer going to play that you know, particular part in the puzzle, well, that's, it's a form of you breaking away from the trauma. And it is a bit like, it's like pushing up through the earth. And it's painful. Because now the role that you've played forever, so let's say something terrible happened to you and you hid it. Well, then you build this person and that person has a role in the family and blah, blah, blah. And everybody, you know, we're all reflecting each other's different roles, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's say that you want your, you're out. You're not doing that anymore. Well, there's a lot of backlash, 
right? What do you mean you're not? What do you mean? You know, aren't you supposed to take care of this? Isn't that your role? <clears throat> and then you say, well, listen, this horrible thing happened to me and radio silence. No one gives a shit about what your issue is. You know, they, they, they crucified me on a cross and they cut me up into 10,000 10, different pieces and then I was, you know, taken up to the middle of the Himalayas and I was burnt alive at the top of the Himalayas. Yeah, so well, so what? Like, what, what about, you know, your role that you were playing? <laughs> it's like, who gives a shit? And that's when you see how everything truly works. Because you realize not only do you not matter because you had to carry the secret or the darkness or the, the bowling balls, as I say, <clears throat> in your system. But now when you say, well, I don't want to carry those, but I'm not carrying those bowling balls anymore. And here's the truth. Then people don't care about, well, what happened to you? Oh, really? Oh, you poor thing? No, they're like, well, why aren't you playing the same role? The problem is not that they hit you, beat you, sexually abused. No, everybody's like, wait a minute, yeah, it's fine, but you stop playing the role. And as you wake up and the illusions of who you are and who they are, it's very painful. But it's part of your, as I said, you know, birth and death is very messy. It's part of your getting up and out of this place that you've lived in in the ground. Oh, shit. No one gave a shit. But no one. It came from the top, but no one gave a shit. Everybody's concerned in preserving their identity in the narrative. Now, listen. That is not a judgment, it's just a truth. And we love to live in fearless honesty. Because honestly, if there are four people in the emergency room and no doctor, the patient next to the other patient can't, you know, if everybody's on IVs and like half out of it and needing blood transfusions and they've got, you know, they're dying, there's no doctor in the room. So everybody's like waiting on the other person to make it work, right? Because if there was abuse with you or something terrible happened to you, believe you me, it happened with somebody else as well in that relationship, right? In that room. In some other form. But, you know, <clears throat> when a shadow shows up, it pretty much covers the whole room. So that's the messy and painful part of leaving the tribe or leaving the conditions. Is, okay, finally you're here as you truly are right? You've decided, I'm going to heal. I'm going to turn all my emotions on. I'm going to be who I really am. And, you know, I'm going to share that. And the response is, wait, where's the person that was doing all that stuff before? We need that person back. We need the person that kept it all hidden and we didn't have to know this. And Right? Because your narrative disturbs their narrative. And there's no going back into the ground. Let's put it this way. If you start healing, especially if you start with the medicine, you don't, you know, you don't go on a roller coaster and then don't, you know, come back up out. You don't. You just keep going. And with it, it's your opening, but also it's a sad and painful awakening 
But what you're aware is, is of your illusion. Or for me, it's like, oh my God, I built this whole theatrical thing around these people. In the end, no one gave a shit. And everybody's worried about how it all looks, right? They're more concerned about the fact that you're, the fact that you have decided to wake up and to deal with everything means that they now have to take on a different responsibility and they don't want to do that. Or they don't want to, you know, be part of your own kind of cancer, really. What's interesting to me is that every time I say, well, this is what happened, I'm not going to do anything because I really am not interested in doing that anymore, right? This is what happened to me and I need to heal with that. Nobody says to me, oh, oh God, that's awful. He did what? It's like radio silence or, well, you know, you know, there's still the issue of this. It's like, hey, sis, oh my God, I can't believe they did that to you. No, it's just like, okay, but the more important thing now is her. So, you know, your little abuse trauma shit is really insignificant. It's amazing to me. And then as you wake up, you recognize how little connection you have ever had with anyone. And for me, I recognize that in that massive terror early on, in keeping this huge kind of gangrenous secret and refusing my life in order to save them. I also built a complete lie that someone cared. No one cared. They cared in as much as you gave them something. But you recognize, oh my God, no one gave a flying toss about me. I had hidden all that. You, we hide. And again, this is not about, you know, oh, poor thing. No, no, it's like looking at your truth in this crystalline, clear way so that you can fully grieve. You've got to let go of all of the attachments, of all of your delusions, of all of your illusions. And they are many. And they come on thick and fast because you had to build a shitload of them if there was massive trauma. I mean a shitload. So it's layer upon layer and it gets tougher because the closer you come to the truth and the core, then that's it. That's it. So there are many... You know, you keep, this is interesting how this medicine works. You keep thinking, oh, I'm going to hit this. You know, this was a big one. Oh, this must be it. And then there's another. It's like, you know, those layered pies, those very thin millefeuille, you know, those little tiny thin wafers of dough, which are almost like paper thin. Well, that's what it's like when you're dismantling because... You keep thinking, well, this must be, like, this was a big one, but no, there's another layer. And my most recent layer was, oh, my God. No one gives a shit about what happened. 
they're more worried about what role they need to take now that I'm not playing that role. Oh my God. Fuck. I've always been alone. And I remember even telling my own parent, like, look, this is what happened. And it was after I was like, listen, I don't want to hear about it, Maria. Like, get over it. Your truth is inconvenient to our narrative. It doesn't serve us to know the truth of what happened with you and your father. It doesn't serve the narrative. Remember, you've always been the nice person, the one that says nice things, the one that makes everybody happy, and the one that, you know, that takes care of us and makes us look the part. Now you're telling me that's not the case. No, 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 no. Right? So this is you, your continent breaking away from it is no. This is the truth. It's inconvenient for you, but I'm not going to bury it. I'm not going to keep it in storage. I'm not holding this secret anymore. And one of my parents' responses was, don't abandon me. Okay, so if I tell you the truth about what's going on and I need to be taken care of, you mean I need to take care of you as well? What? So you're going to come across all these incongruencies and these people are finally going to show up, the people that you've never known, the people you've covered up, the people you've authorized, the people you've, you know, allowed. I mean, you've basically PR'd them. You've like... I certainly just dressed them up in all these costumes and gave them all these little roles. It's like, you know, when you have dolls and you give them all these different, you imaginatively recreate. And that's what I did. I imaginatively, imaginatively recreated them because the horror was so fucking bad. And that's all I had was my imagination to get me the fuck out of here. Unfortunately, that imagination, basically, um, what's the word? when it just freezes and because the nurse anyway um and that that that, they they stayed there in my frozen imaginative versions of them so with the freezing of me as it's being thawed through the medicine so the this the thawing of them so if you've got trauma and it's it's been so horrific it's frozen in time But you're frozen in time as your four-year-old and they're frozen in time as the people who they truly are, right? And you've severed that. Mine was a sever it. So outside that like chunk of frozen time where the truth actually happened, I rebuilt them into different versions, right? It's like the Barbie house that you buy all these different things for the Barbie doll. You've got this little wig. Same thing, right? So now all gloves are off. Now everything. Now, now it's like you're, you're defrosting the whole fucking stage set. And everybody is finally showing up as they truly are because you can finally see them because you actually don't have, you've taken your knight's armor off. And that's when the truth starts to really sizzle and sear. It is very difficult to see the truth very very that's why people don't want to wake up it's like huh who wants to wake up i want to be in my 
fabulously smothered, you know, my fantastic bubble machine version of the universe. I don't want the reality of it. But the reality is the thing that makes you heal and makes you grow and means that you can blossom, you can come out of the ground and finally fucking live. Because think about it. Who is the one that suffers? I mean, I, you may be playing a role because you had to take that role on because of the trauma that you're carrying within your family. That's great. You're keeping them all going, but you're nowhere to be seen. Oh, that's great. I'm just going to keep playing this role and keep, you know, in this petrified, that's what I was going to petrified place, you know, basically a cardboard cutout and, you know, playing the ha ha hee hee. You know, everyone's nice. Yeah, and that's great for everybody because everybody can just get along with that. And you're just, it's like sitting in the middle of something and everybody's just, you're like the main plug. Everybody's just feeding off you. Because your role is a thing that keeps it all together. So what's interesting is that when you finally say, look, well, you know, actually, no, I'm not that. No, I'm actually this. And I'm this because this happened, right? It's a simple, you know, it's the truth. And it's like, you know, when you go into the, you know, you have to go into the shower, you know, the, the tub and you've got to pull out all those hairs. It's the same thing. You pull out this kind of gross thing. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to look at that gross thing. What is that thing you pulled out? Oh, my God. Right? Put that away. I don't want to see that. You pulled out the demon. You pulled out the truth from the shadow. And suddenly, nobody likes that. Nobody wants to handle the truth. Why? Because it interferes with their pretty little narrative that included you in a particular role. And it makes everybody uncomfortable. And people are busy looking to go to Home Depot to buy a lot of dirt to cover it up because they do not want to see it. Nor do they want to broach you with the problem. Now, again, four people in an emergency room on IV drips, you know, and, and all everybody being amputated and crippled, no one can help each other that. That's impossible. Even my own mother, she's basically the same thing. She's completely in the same zone because there was no parent and she was, you know, as used by this man as everybody else. But before, it was I that was playing the role of like keeping everybody, you know, together and making it all work. But now I'm not doing that anymore. That means that, oh, the stand-in doctor is also in the emergency room. So no one has anyone to cover it up. What does that mean? Okay, here's what it means. That means that you thought your trauma, you expel your trauma. And this is, of course, all through plant medicines, by the way. I'm not, this is nothing is happening without, for me, certainly without plant, without the ayahuasca. This is all in the process of healing. So you, you know, deliver the truth and the grotty demon and the truth and it's like vile and it's like, you know, corpse shit all over the place. It's vile and stinky and it stinks up the place now because it's like, oh, you know, you were so busy building your nice perfumed kind of version, Maria. Now you've stopped putting the perfume on. Now I have to see the rotting meat. No more fantastic Michelin five-star um, 
sauce? You mean I gotta actually smell the truth of that rotting meat? Yeah, here it is. Right? So first of all, you have to see it for yourself. That in itself is a process. Then as you begin to see it, you go, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. That's not, right? So it's like, everybody's like, okay, well, we don't want that person. And we don't want that information. And we're not interested in that information. What we're interested in is now we have to deal with it. And that is inconvenient to our story. Now, fair enough. My covering up was very powerful. I had fantastic stories. And my whole rendition and, you know, my act was ridiculous. It was over the top. Everything's rah-rah because the horror was so horrific. And I myself had transmuted and rebuilt this version of a warrior that's going to save them. I mean, it's all mad, all completely nuts. But it's only as nuts as the horror that happened. The bigger the front, the bigger the back. Well, let's just say you have a big Macy's Day Parade balloon and you go, uh-uh, I'm going to deflate, I'm going to deflate that shit. It's coming down. I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Well, that's a big, a big wake-up call. And of course, you feel bad because you're the one <clears throat> who's delivering the bad news. And oh, poor things, they now have to deal with it. But they won't. Because it is too much for them. And I suspect everybody kind of knew right all along, but nobody really said anything. So this is the thing about being the keeper of the secrets and then being the expose of them. When you decide that you... You see, the pressure for a child is you need to keep this secret because otherwise we're all going to die. Like, for me, it was like, this is the only way we can make money. Like, there's nothing, nothing else to do in London than to sell your own fucking four-year-old. Oh, you can't, like, stack shelves or work in a pharmacy? No, 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 no. No, you know, I'm a lazy shit. I'm just going to sell her and make myself into someone. Really? Okay. So that pressure on a child is phenomenal. If you don't do this, we die. Huh? Right? Now, again, this is all unconscious, you're tiny, whatever, or whatever they did to you, or they hit you, or they told you to shut up, or they beat, you know, they put you down. You have to make them right. You have no choice when you're little. So all this is happening in that the mind of a child that's been frozen and the terror and the overwhelm of a child that's frozen. That's what you're going back to thaw. Now, that little boy, that little girl has created relationships around that secret. So that thing is frozen and you're frozen there. Now you've built this whole person to hide it all. Right? And then you're building relationships with everybody in that family that are completely false. It's all survival. So when you go back and decide, well, look, I really, I've decided I'm going to not, I'm, I'm, 
for whatever reason, I didn't even know. It took a you know, fucking huge, massive throw off a cliff, basically, for me to even begin to start to wake up. <coughs> when you start on that journey, you start dethawing, or thawing, sorry, defrosting, and all of this is revealed, and your truth starts to show up, because once you've seen it, you're not going back. The two things that are going to happen are the thing that you built is going to collapse because the thing that you were hiding has been exposed. It's an equation. The greater the exposure of the truth, the greater the loss of your character that you build. I call it your Frankensteinian Macy's Day Parade thing, whatever. <clears throat> it all collapses together. So you're no longer afraid of the truth. It's, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. But I have no issue with honesty. I mean, real honesty. So before, to have any of that honesty was death, right? If I say anything, and it could be anything, and if somebody hit you or whatever, and you, or you confront or you say anything, you know that it's over, so you better cover up. You decide that you're no longer going to do it. That's all. And it's if for yourself, even for myself, it's been a huge, huge battle just to actually confront this and actually know it has been, oh, God, how many ceremonies and, oh, I can't even tell you. It's like two continents cracking up, like splintering of an old medieval ship, like, click, click, click piece by piece, this whole fucking splintering, this whole thing is being splintered open and the waves, are, it's, a, it's, it's all red and you're in the, you know, the night raging storms and then you're, you're breaking yourself apart and it's like really, really painful. It's both physical and mentally difficult. Inside is your soul, right? So as you break up you have to see the truth and there it comes. Oh my God, they did this, they did that. And this all, it's all being like you're broken open as the truth is being expelled. The cancer is being pulled out. Now it's all over you because you know all of it. You're smothered in the stench of it. You're not it, by the way, but you've got to get it out like a cancer. The next difficult part is it's here. Can't put the cat back in the, you know, hat. It's out. You're not playing. There's no, there's no you that plays that old role. It's cracked open. It's splintered out. It's now all just... I remember there was a... In this small village in the, in the Canary Islands, which is where I'm from, somebody came to our house when I was very young. And because we were the only ones who could speak English. And they said, come out. You know, someone speaks English. And there was this whole... I remember it was a yacht or a sailboat that someone was taking across down to South Africa and it had broken up on a reef and there was just hundreds of pieces of it all over the ocean. Just everything just floating this tiny bay. And that's what this is like. You are literally being torn apart. And once you're all broken up, there's nothing, there's a no one to play that role and it feels uncomfortable because what you're exposed you're telling the truth the truth that would have gotten you death early on that terror hasn't gone away 
You just have more courage to go face it. And your brain will go into turmoil. That's how it works. Like, this is wrong. We've never done this. This is not what we do. We don't, you know, there's this old piece of dying star that's like, no, we don't admit this. Oh, yes, we do. And it's little steps, right? Little steps, little steps, little steps. And then there's the next piece, which is, yes, we do. And if you're going to talk to me about a particular condition, I'm going to respond with the truth. Now, everybody that's in your family, because you've stopped playing that role, is going to come to you and say, well, look, you know, what are we going to do about this? Like, because you're not playing the role anymore. And you're like, not my responsibility, not my problem. This is my problem. My problem is I have to heal from this, whatever it has happened to you. That is my priority. Whatever happens over here, it's, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you realize, fuck, there's been no one here for me, ever. It has been my job to keep these balls in the air and keep juggling this shit. When you decide, uh-uh, you're putting your balls away, literally, <laughs> you're not juggling anymore. Everybody else's role needs to change. And in that reflection, a lot of the truth that you had refused is finally seen. You know, I had this fantasy like, oh, when all this happens, one of my siblings is going to come to me and go, oh, Maria, you poor thing. Oh, my God, I love you. What can I do? <laughs> Quite the opposite. It was just a fantasy. It's more like, don't want to know about that. Now, look, when are you, when are you going to take care of this thing over here? Why have you stopped doing this over here? Remember you, you did this over here? This is too much work for us. We don't want to be, I don't, we don't want to be exposed to this. Why don't you take care of this again? Now, you may be very lucky. You might have some wonderfully loving people. But again, everybody was reared by the same crazy, right? So it didn't just rub off on you. Not only did it affect you, it affected everybody. So again, it's not the blame game. It's the wake-up game, right? And for me, it's just the honesty game. Here's the truth. This, this, and this happened. That's it. And by the way, this also happened, you know, over here. Siblings. They use that in a text to me. It's like, you know, just telling you as a sibling. What, 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 what the fuck does that mean? A sibling. And what is a parent? Like, oh, I'm your parent. What the fuck does that mean? Do you know what it means? Unless they're loving you, it's just a title. Again, if a cactus loves you, that's your parent. Right? If a cockatoo loves you, that's your parent. A parent just fucking loves you. A sibling just fucking loves you. That's it. It's not like, oh, I'm your sibling. <laughs> I thought I'd tell you 
as a sibling. What is this, like a parrot? <laughs> what is this, like a, a title? I'm just going to tell you as the Queen of England that you are, I'm your sibling. Fuck that. Caring, loving. Ever heard of that? Concerned, making an effort. And so the selfishness just resounds. And I see this, just this massive pit of selfishness. And more importantly, no love, no love anywhere. Like a vast, empty vacuum of zero. Other than these false prophets of identity. I'm a sibling. I'm a parent. Who gives a fuck? It is not about the title. It is about the action and the intention. And that's crushing to the soul. Crushing to feel in that turmoil. To know that you can no longer cover up the truth. That here is the truth. And you want to so cover it up and pretend they're a version of them that might work for you but there is no version to make up because you've been exposed you're sitting here in the rotting sewer of the truth the stench of it you've had the incredible chutzpah you've been the warrior for yourself to finally just pull the shit out of you to expose it that in itself is the act of a warrior. That you've sat through how many ayahuasca ceremonies and gone through what and did what and seen what, right? You've had to go in there. You've had to go in there by yourself and sit there and not know what the fuck is going to come up and then see all this shit or deal with it. That in itself is the act of massive self-love and commitment to healing, right? Here you are now, you've got to deal with it. You've got to integrate all this shit. You've got to deal with it. You've torn off, you know, you're basically blown up. Your whole identity's gone like, you know, lying around you like shards of a blown up building. Here you are in the middle of it. And there it is, there it is, the whole exposed demonic shithead that the truth of whatever happened, right? That's it. Here it is. Can't hide it behind bricks anymore. Here it is, exposed to the world exposed to this whole environment in which you grew up. And all they can say is, can't you put the Brooks back back? <laughs> we don't know this person. We know the one with the Brooks. Can you just put all those Brooks back on, please? Yeah, it won't take long. <laughs> we can't handle the truth. Oh, no. No, we can't. That's not for us to handle. I can't. Yeah. I think about it like... um. Uh, if you're gay, which I'm not, could be, but I'm not. And then you have to hold this truth in and everybody around you is going, oh, you know, isn't it terrible there's so many gay people, oh my God, and you're gay. And you're like, what the fuck? These are my parents and my siblings. And they're putting down other gay people, but oh shit, I'm gay. Same thing. But actually worse because gay is a you know, you're born it, whatever you are it, there's nothing wrong with that. To be sent out, to be abused or to be beaten the shit out of, that's much worse. 
much, much worse. I mean, I don't mean, I'm talking about value. I'm just talking about the fact that it's your own parent that hurts you and then you have to keep that from the rest of the family to maintain, to survive, right? So this turmoil, there's a turmoil of going into that as I took being trapped in the undertow of a wave. And also you, you've been made wrong, right? So if you, if you say anything, there's something wrong with you, right? There's a lot of blame and guilt and a lot of just dark energy around maintaining trauma. It's a whole livelihood. It's a lot of energy to maintain trauma. It takes a lot of your livelihood up. It takes a lot of your fuel. Because all of that fuel, that trauma, is fueling the person you built, the, you know, the kind of the, the castle around it, right? This whole person you built around the trauma, right? So that trauma can no longer fuel the exterior of you because it's been blown up by the medicine and you've been working at tearing it down. Now the whole truth is exposed. I call it like a stenching corpse or a you know, a rotting stew of filth, of meat, right? It's been growing all sorts of vile little fungus shit on it, right? Here it is. Here it is not only for you, because you have to expose it to yourself. It's huge. But now here it is for the whole community, the family. And in that place, you want someone to go, oh my God, really? I mean, I've just done all this work to get to this exposure. It's taken five years and 39 years of meditation. And I've just done all of this thing just to get to this. At this point, you want a little bit of love from the people around you. Support? No. No, no. No. Look, could you put the bricks back on? Because really, this is not, this does not work for us. And guilt, oh, you're responsible. It's like, what? Wait a minute. Unless I'm taking care of that, I mean, are you serious? This is it? I mean, that's it? So the weirdest thing is that I have received more unconditional love from a plant than all these fucking people. From a plant. From a medicine. I've only known vast amounts of infinite unconditional love through a medicine. Now that is a wake-up call. That is truly a wake-up call. And what's interesting, the deeper you go with the medicine, the more you're connected to nature. There's like you, the anim, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a lot of animals and stuff around. It's very primitive. It's very primitive. Because the plant, right? It's in the jungle, the animals. There's this deep-rooted connection to nature. And it, everything feels wrong when you're aligned with the plant everything that doesn't align with it the spirit 
which is nature, which is the truth, which is like this really primitive, earthy place. I can't describe it in any other way. I'm lost for words with it. It's rich and sustaining. Everything falls off. It feels like shards of glass, like all of this fact that I've divulge this and I've had this response and it's just like shards of glass like edges of glass around me whereas a plant feels like this fantastically connected rooted rich organic thing that is just true and to wake up to this kind of loveless empty unloving landscape which of course I'd never I had no understanding of there is that therein lies the turmoil because your brain goes back to try to build the stories about them here it is you've exposed the truth and now they're not the same people because you're not the same person right they can't handle your truth. They can't handle what you've shown. So now you, like I did as a child, have to cover up for them. If I want a relationship, I have to work on their terms and show up as what they want. If I show up as myself, there is no relationship. And that's where those edges of glass pierce through you. It's like, oh my God, there's no one over here and there's no one over here. And I'm being guilt tripped into coming back in. Everyone's a hero now but me. It's severe. When I say that, it's when you wake up to the truth and trauma there's a lot of hiding of truth there's a lot of burying there's a lot of just adapt to these situations just adapt to these situations just grow wire up with all when you start dethreading and refusing to create those connections because they were never real because that you were never there because it was just you know an exercise in defense mechanism whilst you were keeping this huge, you know, continent of shit hidden. Once you expose the shit, there's so much more that you expose. And to me, it's like acreage and acreage of lovelessness, of emptiness. What they grew here was nothing. Were outlines of people with empty. Just a bunch of Russian dolls, which, hey, has its place, but it's not life or love or connection or truth. It's like outlines that you can just poke your finger through there's nothing there. What did that woman say about LA? It's not true. When you get there, there's no there, there. I think I can say the same thing about this. When you get there, there's no there, there. 
There was no one ever. There was never a truly caring person here, ever. As she showed me, <coughs> as she showed me a while back, in an image I will never forget, it was a black screen. And then out of the black screen, these little Indians were taking this me out, though I was like a child. And I thought, it was like this perfect split screen. One was pure black. And the other one, the Indians were coming to get me. And I thought, it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> it was. Again, it's not so much what happened to you. It's the disconnection from source. The disconnection from love. From your center, from the mothership. At one point, you're one with anything, everything, and then boom, you're severed. There was no one. And I mean anyone in, in, in heart, in love, in connection, in truth. It was all, you know, kabuki theater. It was all imaging. It was all, you know... Shadows on the wall. Let's talk about the Plato's cave. So it's a growing awareness. It's this growing, relentless awaking up. It's like you've been smothered in this thick fog. Smothered. And you're waking up and it's like, oh my fuck. There's nothing connecting anywhere it's very hard but it's part of the healing it's leaving it's again like that huge ship in the ocean that big old wooden pirate ship that's just breaking up it's painful it's challenging but you're emerging your, your soul is emerging. You're connecting to your heart. Your heart is being awoken. As I said, you're on the other side of all of it. You're not what you built and you're not the trauma. You have that beautiful soul that was buried under rubble. You have to get through the rubble. You have to get to see all of it. You have to truly feel the feelings of whatever it is that happened to you. The loss. The realizations. Oh shit, there was no one here. I had to, there was so much artistic license taken to reinvent that becomes so solid and true that when you begin to erase it all and see what lies behind It's the truth. I think it's difficult to be in trauma. Really impossible. Whatever your trauma is. <clears throat> if it happened to you as a child, my heart goes out to you. But what's worse 
is not living in truth. You can handle the truth. You will be able to get over it, deal with it, re-sculpt, you know, re-whatever you need to do. When you thaw. You will handle the truth. What will be difficult to handle is understanding the truth of everything around you. And that's what it's like, you know. Growth is messy. Things will go back into the earth like mulch. Nothing will matter anymore because it only mattered for survival. And I recall sort of one of the, my last ceremony when I was down, when I did my last, uh, one of my last ceremonies, which again is not done. I have to go back for the finale, which is, um, again, it's going to be brutal. But I remember <clears throat> sitting there feeling like roadkill after I'd been kind of like really torn open and shown, I was shown being sold. And you come back. But they won't. And I, yeah, there was this sort of massive raging fire. And all I could hear was, you know, burn the past. There's nothing to save. And you can feel it and be it in a ceremony and feel like the roadkill but this is a whole body thing right it just it just as you come up all of this it 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 kind of takes over your whole system your your truth begins to just replant itself inside your whole energetic being and none of what was there can survive it can't Because the two mechanism required for survival, the two mechanisms are the trauma in shadow with you having no access to it and the night you built to cover it up. Once those two don't work together anymore, once those two are exposed, those two things had built relationships around your whole periphery. They have kept it all constructed, everything around you constructed. Once they're exposed, all the construction around you is exposed. And you will have feelings, you know, my feelings were always, if you deliver this, you are bad, right? You can't ever do this. You can't expose the truth. That's bad. You won't be loved. And worst of all, you might die. This is perhaps the first time ever in your whole life that you are tentatively tentatively, but willing to die. There is a major death here. It's in tiny increments. It's like watching the grass grow. But when it starts... It won't stop until you have fully, totally, and utterly surfaced. And breaking up out of that hard earth 
And seeing the truth is not easy, my friends. No. It will hurt, and sometimes a lot. Because it's the death of you. It's the death of everything you built to sequester a trauma. So here was a choice early on. It's either you or them. You made that choice early on for it to be them. You were willing to hide, to put away, to bury, to abandon yourself for them. In this sequence, the code is completely reversed. You are no longer willing to hide for them. You become your priority So they must go. And everything you built around them, it can no longer fuel them. All right? Everybody now has to take responsibility for the truth. And that is very difficult for them. So what choice are you going to make? You're going to make the choice to continue to rebuild this castle to hide the truth so you can disappear and you can have some misaligned relationship that doesn't work. That's what I did before. I'm going to just abandon myself, build this armor around me, and then build relationships, which really are no, they're no relationships. They're just whatever. There's nothing there to sustain the semblance of existence. No. You won't be able to do that anymore. And with it, the disintegration of all of that scaffolding that you built to make the trauma work. In this new configuration, the trauma doesn't work, which means the scaffolding has to come down which means you finally show up. Bye.